The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 75 and 76, beginning at page 431. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks, yea, unto thee do we give thanks. Thy name also is so nigh, and that do thy wondrous works declare. In the appointed time, saith God, I shall judge according unto right. The earth is weak, and all the inhabitants thereof. I bear up the pillars of it. I said unto the fools, deal not so madly. And to the ungodly set not up your horn. Set not up your horn on high, and speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor yet from the south. And why? God is the judge. He putteth down one, and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full mixed, and he poureth out of the same. As for the dregs thereof, all the ungodly of the earth shall drink them, and suck them out. But I will talk of the God of Jacob, and praise him forever. All the horns of the ungodly also will I break, and the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. At Salem is his tabernacle, and his dwelling in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, and the battle. Thou art glorious in might, when thou comest from the hills of the robbers. The proud are robbed, they have slept their sleep, and all the men whose hands were mighty have found nothing. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are fallen. 
thou, even thou art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when thou art angry? Thou didst cause thy judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was still. When God arose to judgment and to help all the meek upon earth. The fierceness of man shall turn to thy praise and the fierceness of them shalt thou refrain. Promise unto the Lord your God, and keep it, all ye that are round about him. Bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall refrain the spirit of princes, and is wonderful among the kings of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the the tenth chapter of the, the first book of Samuel. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin and Zelza, and they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found, and now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that, you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen, when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place, with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. And so it was, when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it happened, when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said to one another, what is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it, is, it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. Then Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, Where did you go? And he said, To look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, please, what Samuel said to you. So Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell him what Samuel had said. 
Then Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said to him, No, but set a king over us. Now therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen, and Saul the son of Kish was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden among the equipment. So they ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king. Then Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and valiant men went with him, whose heart, hearts God had touched. But some rebels said, How can this man save us? So they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. There were present at that season some who told him about the Galatians whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. For those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. 
Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, well, but if not, after that you can cut it down. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord of all power and might, who art the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy name. Increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of thy great mercy keep us in the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, 
may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We get our story today of the the anointing of, of the first king of Israel, but it's kind of interesting language. A couple things about the passage that <clears throat> when when Samuel pours oil or in the English anoints, the word for anoint and the word for Messiah is the same word in Hebrew. And Messiah means literally anointed one. And there were a number of um, anointed ones in in the in the Old Testament the priests were also consecrated with oil poured on their heads and therefore they were sort of anointed ones and so he becomes an anointed one and and there's a sort of typology here where we have the <clears throat> or a sort of image that that, that begins with the, the prophet Samuel pouring oil which represents the spirit on the head of the chosen anointed one. It's an image that's fulfilled in say the, the baptism of Jesus. We look forward to John the Baptist, the recognized prophet in the water with Jesus as the spirit descends directly upon him. This is the backdrop therefore in some level for Jesus baptism. In Jesus baptism, it's the spirit directly here, it's just the oil. And so he anoints Samuel, Samuel becomes anointed one. It's interesting in this chapter though, that it doesn't, Samuel, when he anoints him, does not use the word um, king. He uses the word <clears throat> commander or prince, which has been used in the past narratives for the judges. But slowly, uh, it'll, they'll talk more and more about a king. And <clears throat> the difference between sort of the, the prince uh, anointed of the, uh, the judges was they were anointed and they saved Israel. And then they, they kind of their vocation went away. What's going to start here is anointing Saul, and he's going to have a, a um, an office that doesn't go away, and he'll start building a, a you know a, you know a, an empire or a you know a cabinet, a, a thing that can't, you can't get rid of when when in his, when he you know becomes um, not faithful, and it also begins here a character study as we go through the, the succeeding chapters, <clears throat> the contrast between Saul. And, and then after him will come David. And we're going to notice that Saul, from the beginning, is overly concerned about what people think and the popular opinion, though he is the anointed one. And when we see, when we get to King David, we're going to see that David is always really only concerned about what God wants and always willing to do what he's, God calls him to do and to believe God's going to be able to do it. So we'll unpack that character study a little bit as we move along. Um, the New Testament lesson about the the, the repentance the, the, is based on the idea that that uh, bad things happen to these certain Galileans. Pilate mingled their blood with the sacrifice. We don't really know what that story is about. And then some others upon whom the Tower of Siloam fell like a random action that killed people. The, the theology would have been, well, if this bad thing happened to you, <clears throat> some, you must have done something bad to deserve it. We see some of that theology in the New Testament and other places. Well, like when uh, 
they, they asked Jesus, who, who sinned that this man was born blind? Somehow the bad is a consequence of something someone's done. And Jesus <clears throat> does not subscribe to that theology. And, and he in particular rejects the idea that you know, certain bad people have bad things happen to them, and therefore we separate the bad from the supposed good. Jesus' point here is everybody needs to repent. Jesus has come to call Israel to repent. <clears throat> and as an historic point of reference, um, within a generation of Jesus' earthly ministry, Israel would be completely destroyed. So this is not just a repentance and live forever eternally. He's calling a nation to turn away from its really unfaithfulness to God to come back to God and if they don't repent they're all the nation's going to be gone and they didn't repent and the nation was gone so the idea is that the and this comes to us as a message of repentance it's not for the bad people out there who you know are doing really bad things it's for everyone everyone needs to repent and put their faith in Jesus to be saved and and that's kind of the the idea here that Jesus is bringing out Repentance is not just for the bad people and the good people are okay, but everyone needs to repent and put their faith in him. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We will continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. For this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
and fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Thank, Thank you. Have a, a wonderful great day. day, everybody. Thank you, everyone.